at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of November, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60 minutes. My co-host, Olivia Lashley, who usually comes to us from London in the UK, is, and I hope she listens to this, getting the day off. She's having time off. So, no, she's off today. So, happy birthday, sis. That's my baby sister, and it's her birthday today. So, many happy returns for your day, which I know is almost gone. I hope you had an awesome day. I know you were doing stuff with your girls and all that jazz. So, I hope you had an excellent birthday. Love you, sis. And, again, many happy returns to the day. And and may you live as long as you want, and may you never want for anything for as long as you live, Olivia. And God bless you, baby. Love you. So that's that done. So I'm flying solo today, guys. You got me crazy, crazy, crazy me. So once again, welcome to the show, My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I am a choice expert, and I also talk in depth about the universal laws of attraction because, you see, choice is the first law in the laws of attraction without choice. And you making a choice, whether you do this consciously or unconsciously, nothing actually happens. So you've got to make a choice. So that being said, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And for those of you who are new to the show, um, again, what we talk about here is about you, your life, um, the universal laws of attraction. We talk about spirituality. We have a moaning fest like I did last week. I was really moaning bitterly about my computer. But also taking a different view or, you know, using a different viewfinder lens or a perspective on situations that happen to you. And so this is what we talk about, just giving information that you can take and or not take. See, life is all about choices. And anything that you hear me say on this show and my co-host and actually any of the guests that we do have, which is rare, but on the occasions that we do, it's really important to understand that you need to do your own due diligence. Your life is about you. You have to do your own due diligence. You have to make your own choices. You have to, you have to, you have to. One of the reasons actually why I stopped, um, should I say, uh, counseling, if you will, is because when things went wrong, and things really do go wrong in people's lives, 
even when you were giving information and when people take this information and they take it at face value, which is absolutely wonderful, but you need to do your own due, due diligence. If they don't do their own due diligence, what actually happens is when it all goes wrong, and invariably it will, especially if it's not something that is intrinsically um, who they are or has come to them by way of an intrinsic um, come to them by way of an in, intuit or insight, something from within them, invariably it's not going to stick, okay? It's not going to stick. And when it goes wrong, and it does, they lay this at your door, which is one of the reasons I use the kind of coaching techniques that I use, one of the reasons why I use the kind of um, interaction that I have with people. You see, I believe everybody has the answers to every question and they have the solutions to all the problems that they may have. They may not know the how-to. They may not know the how-to, but they know the what. And this is vitally, vitally important, knowing the what. If you don't know the what, there can be no how. And then that being said, huge, huge thing, a huge, and I, I don't even want to call it a pet peeve because it's not a pet peeve. It's a huge mis misconception and misunderstanding that people have. People believe that they know the how, that they are able to do the how in the what of their life, but they can't. Your job is to know what it is that you want. The universal creator known to me as God or whomever your chosen deity is, is the creative factor, the universal creator, creator, the creative factor in you getting the what that you're wanting in your life. So anyway, guys, for those of you who knew that, that was a, a rather long, uh, a, a, a rather long, short, <laughs> a rather long, short synopsis of what I do and what, what we do. So once again, welcome to the show. And today we're talking about how did I get to this point in my life? And actually, it starts out, wow, how did I get to this point in my life? And, you know, guys, it's, um, uh, how, do, how do I phrase this? That's something that people will say to themselves. Some, something will occur in your life. And we will say that. We're like, whoa, or damn, or oh, my God, I don't believe this happened. How did I get here? What, what's happening in my life? Why is this happening? Why is my life spiraling like this? And, you know, all the things that we say to each other. Well, in the synopsis I wrote, on right, right quick, in the synopsis I wrote, more often than not, we have a tendency to move through life. Or, and we have a tendency to think, let me phrase it this way, to think that we move through life, almost as if we're flying by the seat of our pants or being dragged along. We find, out, we find ourselves in situations and places that leave us trying to figure out how did this happen or how did I get here. In order to manifest or in order for you, um, in order for your life to manifest, and that's your life, to manifest the car, the relationship, the money, the career, the health, you know, the wealth, the fame, the, the, the joy, the whatever it is, Whatever it is and the way in which you want it, you must first figure out what you, what you want and then ask for it. And this is so huge. You know, people have these vague ideas. Anyway, before I get into that, uh, anyway, in life, we don't get what we want. We get what we believe. 
So guys, in life, we don't get what we want. We get what we believe. This understanding is crucial for us to use our abilities and, and for us so we can actually use our abilities to consciously manifest what we want when we want it. So we find ourselves, guys, in situations with people, places and things, that's jobs, that's health, that's finances, wherever you find yourself. You know, in a house that's filled with clutter and or a house that's barely furnished or, or whatever, you know, a house that needs to be redecorated, it's falling apart, blah, 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 wherever you have found yourself. And guys, there is no right or wrong. Let me just say this. There is no right or wrong. There just is. It just is. And it is because of the choices that you have made and the choices that you are making. You see, how did you get to this point in your life? When you ask yourself that question indirectly, you're talking to yourself about recognizing and taking ownership and recognizing and taking responsibility and recognizing and taking accountability. You're talking about recognizing that you are the actual author of your life. Author, you are the architect of your life and it's vitally important it's not about a blame game it's not about a self-critique where it's going to tear you down we do that enough we beat ourselves up enough without taking this piece of the puzzle that I'm sharing and, and beating ourselves and sort of saying Oh, I'm to blame for what has happened. Well, in reality, you are, but it's not a blame game. It's about taking this information and refocusing your viewfinder lens. It's about changing your perspective ever so slightly so that you're able to look at what's going on in your life as the observer instead of being the observed. It's about you being able to look at your life and say, well, yeah, you know, okay, I arrived here at this point based on the choice that I made at 16 years old to say that, I don't know, I wanted to get out of my house. And the only way I figured I could do that was to, I don't know, get married or go off to a foreign land and, you know, take a job or whatever it is. Instead of, I left my house and everything went to hell in a handbasket. I left my house and I went, you know, wherever and, you know, I went to Timbuktu and it was such an awful experience. And I got stuck there and uh, No, own it. Own it and own what happened for you. You know, we spoke, we speak about this on the show every week. Either myself or Olivia, we bring it up and it's like, your life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. Change your victimology. Change your victimology. Change it to become the victor in your life. Own it. Wow. How did I get to this point in my life? Own it through the choices that I made. You know, all the he said, she, she said, and they did this and they did that and the, the government did this and, you know, the, the state did that and this and that. All, that's all to the highest. But the name of the game is, guys, what did you do? 
Yes, he said that. Yes, they did that. But the name of the game is how did you choose to respond? How did you choose to respond? How are you choosing to respond to the life that you are living? When you say to yourself, oh my God, wow, Christ, good God, you know, WTF, how, how, did, I get, how did I get to this point? Once again, this is you talking to you. This is you talking to you and telling you. It's you telling self that you want something different. It's telling you that everything that you have done up until this point isn't working out for you the way in which you want it to. And it's not. Because if it was, you wouldn't be having that conversation with self about, oh my God, how did I get to this point in my life? How did I get here? How did this happen? You know, how, how, how did I let these type of people back into my life? You know, as Jennifer Cox, Cox sings, who's actually um, doing the, the stage uh, the stage adaptation of um, da, 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 Whitney Houston's movie, one of her famous movies with Kevin Costner. It will come to me in a hot second. The name will come. But anyway, she's she, she's doing an adaptation of that. But Jennifer Cox, one of the things that she, one of her records or CDs or songs that I like, it's called How Did I Get Here? How Did You Get Here? And it says, you know, nobody's supposed to be here. Um, you know, she wasn't going back into this relationship, into another relationship. Um, and that's what happens to us when we are not consciously, consciously taking control of our lives. Now, many people feel that to consciously take control of your life, you have to be very robotic, no, in place. And one of them, I'm here to tell you, and I keep saying this, people, you need to meditate. One of the greatest keys, excuse me, one of the greatest master keys that we have for self-mastery over our lives is meditation. But you think people do that? You know how many people have said to me, uh, Dr. D, Wendy, Auntie Wens, yeah, I'm talking to you out there, the, the nieces and nephews, Mama Wendy, Blah, 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 and all this. No, I just don't have time. No, you need to make time. If you are breathing, you see, this is a whole other show by itself. If you are breathing and you intend to continue breathing, meditation needs to be to you or breathing or oxygen or whatever it is to you, keeping body and soul together. Meditation is huge. Meditation is absolutely huge. And it's huge because it allows you to communicate with yourself on an internal basis or an internal um, platform that is devoid of all other people's inputs. It allows you to be pure and have a pure conversation with self. 
It allows you to go and ask questions and get answers that only you can give for yourself. So that being said, meditation is absolutely, it's a master key. So again, there are things that you can do for yourself and starting out, starting out with, with, with meditation. So when you sort of say to yourself, how did I get here? This is you talking to you. How do you start a conversation, a dialogue with yourself? And again, look, guys, I'm always saying this, and this is one of my sayings. Your history is just your history. It's not your destiny unless you choose it to be. And if you choose it to be your destiny, what I say is use your history to build upon so that you can get what it is that you want. Don't use your, your destiny. Excuse me. Don't use your history to repeat itself, to create the situation that you left. And, you know, most adults, most adults um, can do the 2020 or the hindsight or the look back or whatever you want to call it and see where they've done this in their life. You see this with the jobs that you take. You see this with the, with the, 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 the different arguments that may come up or the different um, anxieties that may come up or, or, or the, the different things that come up in your life. The things that come up that, that leave you saying to yourself, oh my God, I don't believe this is happening again. How could this happen to me? Right? Or damn, I thought I went to the therapist and I thought I worked this out. Evidently not. Evidently not. You see, because you're reliving your history, there are things that you haven't changed. And you're reliving your history. And not only relive it, actually you are reliving it because you're recreating it. So your history is just your history. It's only as powerful as you allow it to be in regard to your destiny. But in order to know, in order to, to move towards your destiny, you need to know what you want. And there's a caveat attached to that too. But you need to know what you want. So how did this happen? How, how do you actually think that you got to where you are now? How do, how do, you, how do you really think that you got there? You know? What, what, what actually happened? What happened? And think about it for a minute. What happened? You see, when I, when I um, ask people what happened I will get an entire story about who has done what to them okay again guys how did this happen to you you know what what happened why did this happen and again people will tell me everything that people have done to them. You know, this did that and they did that and yada, yada, yada. Well, here's the, guy, here's, here's, here's the deal, guys. What did you do? You know, well, I didn't do anything. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Oh, hell to the no. No, 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 no. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Well, here's the rub. The fact that you were caught in the crosshairs means that you had to be in that place 
You made a choice to be in that place at that time. And you know, guys, people will say, but that's unfair. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is unfair. You know, it's not about condoning bad behavior. It's about owning your life. It's about choosing to own your life. You know, bad things happen to good people. They happen to good people because they chose to do X, Y, Z. They chose it. They chose it. It doesn't mean that what, look, I'm not saying that what's happened is good or it should have happened. What I'm saying is you need to own your life, look, stock, and barrel. So again, I'm going to ask you the question. What happened? Why you are where you're at? And to that, I'm going to add the, 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 the caveat or the, the ending. What did you do? How did you participate in this happening in your life? You see, guys, when you don't own, own it, look, I'm, I'm in the street, right? I, I go to the grocery store, you know, the, 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 the woman, the woman, go, she too goes to the grocery store. She's all huffy. I don't know what she's huffy about. And something happens. Um, I accidentally bump her cart and she turns around and she slaps me in the face. Should that happen? Well, let me tell you something, guys. Between me and you, there'd be a fight in the grocery store. As old as I am, they'd be, I'd be, we'd be rolling on the floor. I'm not, uh, <laughs> no. But anyway, just say, so she slaps me, all right? Now, should that have happened? No. Do I know her? No. Was the was it an accident that I bumped the cart? Yes. Do I have every right to be in the grocery store? Yes. Does she have a right? Yes. Does she have a right to put her hands on me? We're going to start here. Hell no. She doesn't have a right to put her hands on me, but yet still she did. How did I get to this point in my life where somebody in a grocery store would slap me because I accidentally bumped the cart? How did I get there? Well, outside of others that may have been going on in my life, I'm going to phrase it this way. I made a choice to go to the grocery store. It doesn't condone what this woman did to me. I made a choice to get the car. It doesn't condone what this woman's done. I made the choice to go down the aisle. It doesn't condone the woman slapping me. I made the choice to be where I was at from my own free will. Don't get the two things mis, mis, mixed up or enmeshed. The woman slapping me is totally wrong. It's totally wrong. I'm not condoning that. But ownership comes from me being where I chose to be. That's my start point. That's my start point. You see, my victimology could come in and say, you know, people, people are always doing stuff to me, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they're always taking my car, my parking space and yada. You can roll with it. But I chose to be there. I chose to be there. 
And ironically, as I want to weep, ironically, my intuition told me that I didn't need to go to the grocery store for what I was going for because I had it at home. But I was insistent. I chose to be there. And I know I've told this particular story before. All right, guys, I know I've told this story before. Um, let me see. Uh, 1985. Uh, it had to have been the winter of 1985. I was living in the Netherlands. I lived in um, Amersfoort, actually. And we were going to a uh, a function, and it was a black tie, you know, it was dress-up black tie function. And my husband and myself, both of us really didn't want to go, but I didn't communicate that. He didn't communicate that. But, you know, got dressed, you know, put on my makeup, the whole nine yards, you know, my heels and everything, but really didn't want to go. Really didn't want to go. He got dressed. He was in his tux, you know, looking all cute and everything, formal. And, you know, we, we, we went. Still, were, you know, we went by a bus, by a coach, you know, and didn't really, wasn't feeling it. You know, went to the, it was nice, you know, had a good time, et cetera, et cetera, you know, chilled out. And on the way home, it was about a two-hour ride on the way home, the coach, the bus, breaks down. It's snowing like all get out. It's cold. I've got on heels. And I did have a coat on. But I've got heels and a coat on. These in his dress, you know, blah, 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 blah. And a jacket. And here we are. This whole bus is broken down. This, I don't know, a bus full. You know, you know, a bus, I don't know how many people sit on the bus. 50 people, 60 people, however many, however many seats they had. Now we all needed to get home. So we started walking, and it was really good because the, the other people who were at the dance, you know, they had cars, they were picking people up, and then they started like this shuttle. But, you know, it's a two-hour thing. And I started walking. I said to Dee, I'm going to start walking. I'm not sitting in the bus waiting on them. I'm going to start walking. So we started walking, myself and another couple, we started walking. And long story short, uh, we were really near home and people stopped. No, 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 we'll give you a ride. And I said, there's no point. I can't feel my feet anyway. So it's a done deal. So we all got to our house, the, the couple, we, we got to our house. I made some hot chocolate and all of that and we sat around talking. So the next day I sort of said to Dee, you know something, I really, my intuition was screaming at me, don't, don't go. My intuition was screaming at me, don't go. And he said to me, ironically for him too, his intuition wasn't said, you know, don't, don't do this. Don't go tonight. Tonight's not a good night. But we didn't listen. We didn't listen. And as a result, we had to take ownership. I had to take ownership of what happened. Yeah, the bus broke down. Did it? Yes, it did. And I'm not condoning the fact that the bus broke down. You know, it, it did. But my ownership in that, was I needed to listen to myself. And so we made a pact from that point on, if ever we were doing anything, and I don't care whether it was getting on a plane, going to a funeral, um, you know, go, going out to dinner, going to meet friends, we've been invited to somebody's house for an intimate dinner, whatever it was, if our intuition, and I'm not talking about, oh, I don't feel like getting up and getting dressed. I'm not talking about that. If our intuition 
both said, don't do this. We decided we weren't going to do it. And so it has been. So for all of you out there who've invited us places and it's like we said yes and then all of a sudden I'm like, no, we won't be able to make it. And um, you sort of say, well, why? And I say to you, no, something actually has come up and um, we we really won't be able to make it. I apologize. I am not at lib to talk about it at this moment, um, but blah, 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 blah. It's about ownership. How did I get to this point in my life? You are at the point in your life based upon the choices that you have made. If you keep repeating what's going on for you, so you're like, oh my God, this has happened to me again. How did this happen to me again? You are doing the same thing. As Einstein says, you're doing the same thing and expecting a different result. It's insanity. So the name of the game is, it's about you taking a look at your life. It's about you taking a serious look at your life. And as I say, having a serious, fun-loving adult conversation with yourself about self, about what it is that you want. You know, in talking to uh, the women at Shadetree, and Shadetree is a, a facility for displaced, abused, battered, and homeless women and children, okay, and pets. They got Noah's Ark there. And in talking, talking to the women, you know, most of them, and I, I get this, I understand, I've been there. You know, I don't know what I want. And most of us will say, I don't know what I want. But you see, not knowing what you want, not knowing what you want, I need a pen because stuff's flying through my head here. Not knowing what you want opens you up to get what you don't want. However, not knowing what you want can be a powerful, powerful factor in your life. So, guys, I'm going to ask you this. And I, I, typically, I'm not interested in all the don'ts, not even in my own life. But this is one place where it can be really, really powerful. So, guys, how did, how did I get to this point in my life? I don't know. Okay, fine. Tell me what you don't want to happen in your life. Well, I don't want this to happen again, whatever this is. Oh, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. How many times has this happened to me? Well, in all my relationships. Okay. So what needs to be different for you? What does it look like for the next relationship to be different? What does it look like for your next working environment to be different? Because if you go to work at a different place, in a different state, in a different country, wherever, if you go somewhere different and you're having the same experience, well, yeah, listen, it can be some of the people some of the time, but believe me, it cannot be all of the people all of the time. And if you're having the experience, the common denominator happens to be you. If you're always broke, if you're always at odds with people in your life. If you're always having health issues, if you are always, and hear me guys, the common denominator here is you. If you are always having this, if you are always experiencing that, if you, you are the central core and it's like, you know, the spokes coming out of a wheel, it's you. You're the one having this experience. You're the common denominator in everything that's going on. So in order for things to change, you have to change the common denominator. 
change the common denominator, which means that you have to have a fun, loving, adult conversation with self, about self, about what you are wanting. How did I get here? You need to own your life. You're already here. There is nothing that you can do to go back and change anything that has happened. You can't put a spent bullet. You can't shoot a spent bullet. You can't. Once the words have come out of your mouth, you can't, you can't put them back. The baby has left the uterus. You can't put the baby back. So it's what do you do from here? Where do you go from here? And in truth and honesty, only you can answer that question. And I come back to the point. Many people say, I don't know. I don't know is as powerful as I do know. Tell me what you don't want. Write down all the things that you don't want to experience in life. Write down all the things that you never want to experience in life again. Write them down. Write them down in all their painful glory. Write them down. Write down that you don't want to be hungry again. Write down that you don't want to be cold again. Write down that you don't want to be lonely again. Write down all the things. You don't want to be angry anymore. Write down all the things that you don't want. You don't want to live without friends. You don't want to, I don't know, you, you, you don't want to go to a nine-to-five job. You, you, you don't want to write it down. You don't want to have to take the bus. Write it down. You don't want to have to depend on people who are not dependable. Write it down. Write it all down. Take time out to do you. If you won't take the time out to do you, don't become misguided. Many people are out there and they're always saying to me, and Olivia, Olivia always says, oh, God, here she goes because she's on this, this kick. They're like, God knows what's in my heart. That may be true. That may be true. The name of the game, you have to ask for what you want. So write it all down and then flip the script. I want a relationship. And from there you can start. What does that look like to you? I want the type of career that I want. Okay, fine. What does that look like to you? I want the type of people I want around me. What does that look like to you? I want to be healthier. What does that look like? I want to lose weight. What does that actually look like to you? What does it look like? Okay, you being a size 16 or a size 12 or a size 8 or a size 0 or what have you. Okay, what does that feel like? You see, guys, knowing what you don't want, again, is as powerful as knowing what you do. And I believe on the Facebook page, um, I, I believe, um, you know something, with technology, I'm going to have a quick, I'm going to have a quick peek to see if I'm telling you the truth, guys, or if I'm not telling you the truth. I believe that on the Facebook page, I have, add files, I believe on, excuse me, I believe on the Facebook page, I put the PDF. Uh, simple breathing technique, con contrast, and clarity. Yep. There's a PDF. Okay. 
Right, there's a PDF, and I will actually put this on my website, The Laws of Attraction in Action, and I will do this right after the show. There's a PDF called The Laws of Attraction in Action, and it simply says if you are unsure of what you want, a good starting point is to define what you do what you do want. Is, is, excuse me, a good way to define that, i.e. what you do want, is to look at what you don't want. This can give you clarity and contrast or contrast and parallel. And so I've got it in two columns. If you don't want to go and, and download this PDF, there's two columns. List all the things that you don't like and don't want. And then you flip it. You literally, I, I don't want a car that doesn't work. So you want a car that does work. I don't want a relationship that is contentious. I want a relationship that is, I'll use the word peaceful. I don't want to be the weight that I am. I want to be, I want to weigh less than I do. I don't want the kind of job that I have. I want a different job. You see, and everything that you say that you don't want, there is an antithesis. You flip the script. It's the universal law of reversibility. You flip the script and it will tell you what's going on. And from there, you can build the life. You can build the life that you want to live. From there, you can, you can I'll tell you what, you can, ah, you can transform your life. Transform your life. But it's about being consistent. It's about being consistent. You have to be consistent. So that's, you know, I don't want. And hopefully that's clear for you guys. Hopefully that's definitely clear for you. One of the biggies is we get what we believe. And I call this lip service. Lip, lip of the service. Lip service. We give lip service to a lot of things. We're able to put that mask on and play act. And many of us play act and we play in roles that um, we're actually really good at it. And as a result, we give lip service to our lives. Actually, we lie. A half truth is still a lie. Now, many people say, well, it's only half a truth. It's either truth or lie. So if it's half a truth and the other part of it is the lie, it's a lie. You're either telling the truth or you're telling a lie. And when we give lip service in how we show up in life, lip service in how we engage in relationships, lip service in regard to how we, um, how we integrate with people, places, and things. If we're not coming from a place of authenticity and we have another thought process going process, i.e., people will say, oh, I, I truly, it, it would be so nice. I mean, it'd be so nice, you know, to have the type of money that I want and um, uh, the, the type of money that I want um, or the, you know, the type of relationship. It, it would be so nice to have that. 
you know, and some people they even do their their visualization and 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 things like that, and they you know they 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 they're really working yada yada yada, and at the end of the day, they don't believe. At the end of the day, they don't believe that they're worthy. At the end of the day, they don't believe that they can have the financial wherewithal to live the type of life that they want to live. At the end of the day, they don't believe that they're worthy of a relationship that is what, however you want the relationship, loving, committed, what have you. They don't believe it. At the end of the day, they just don't believe. And if you don't believe, you won't receive. That what you will receive is that which you believe in for self. So, guys, that's really important. That's vitally important. As you look around your macrosphere, as you look around your life, and as you look around your life beyond the immediate, the immediate things that you see, but as you start looking and reflecting on your life, you will see your belief about you in living, breathing action. And that can be really hard. That can be hard. Because when you look at your life and all the things that you may find wrong with it, in addition to, guys, let's, let's, give, it, let's give it its props, all the things that are right to, all the things that you love, all the things that you enjoy, all the things that inspire, inspire you to greater, greater heights, to, to, I don't know, delve into your potential to fulfill your purpose, the contract that you signed when you came here into this existence. There's that too. So when you look at your life, you are seeing it in all its glory. Being the nature of who we are, we do tend to err on the side of that we don't like to see or the things that we don't want, we tend to magnify them because this is where our attention goes. You know, and energy flows where your attention goes. And as a result of that, we talk ourselves into not believing that we are worthy of the things that we say that we want. And as a result, we give lip service. As a result, we wear that mask, that happy mask. Or we wear the mask of the martyr. Or we wear the mask of, you know, we're going to make it through the day. We do the things that we say that we're going to do. We do this and that. But they, within us, that intrinsic mechanism, belief, which ties us to the creator that pushes that button that says Christ, God, you know, the infinite spirit, the the creator, the architect of all things, this is what I want. You see, belief says that whatever you say, whatever you say you want, belief says it has your stamp of approval. Now, understand that you can Subconsciously, which is where most of us have this issue, subconsciously you don't believe it. 
You don't believe that you're worth the house. You don't believe that you're worth the lotto. You don't believe, you know, that you're worth, um, and you know, a car that bloody well runs. You don't believe that you're worth having the money to fill the car or to change the car or to, to buy the home. The belief isn't there. If it's not happening for you, the belief isn't there. And people will say to me, well, Wendy, that's a bit harsh. Maybe it's not my time yet. Well, that's true too. When you believe it will be your time. If you don't believe it won't be your time. Sometimes I would say this, that um, when other people believe in you and they mirror that back to you, they can only believe in you because they've seen that belief that you have in self. You might lack confidence. And as a result of that, lacking confidence, it creates this smoke screen around what you believe. And then you believe in your lack of confidence. That's where the energy goes. That's where the energy goes. So, so that being said, unconsciously, many people don't believe and they don't believe in self. And this is what it is, the bottom line, you don't believe in yourself. You do not believe in yourself. You do not believe that you are worthy. You are not worthy of self to have the things that you say that you want. When you can say, I want this, damn it, and I am worth it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what happens. I believe this, and this is my stamp, and I'm asking for it. Care if along the way um, things get a little rocky and I question myself, I believe in me enough to know that that's just a moment in time. How did I get to this point in my life? How did I get here? You didn't believe that you could be anywhere else. You didn't believe that you could be anywhere else. And only you can change your belief system. Only you can change how you truly feel about you. Only you can change how you feel about you. Only you can do that. You see, you can, you, you, the, the you who, who lays in bed at night, but your spouse of 30, 40 years, or your, your significant other, your man, your woman, whoever, of how two days, three days, it doesn't matter. Zero to 74 years or 80 years married or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. See, there's a part of you that only you will ever know. There's a part of you that only you and God, the universal creator that resides within you, that you are a part of, you're a part of the creator. And the creator is a part of you. you. You come from source. How could you not be? That's the you I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you, the you that gives lip service. The you that when you look in the mirror, the you that you see. The you that you know. What do you believe about you? 
Now, that being said, can you change your belief about self? Most assuredly, you can. Yes, you can. However, you need something that you are wanting to change it to. Can you change your intrinsic belief about yourself? The answer to that is yes. Caveat that goes with that is you need something to focus what you are wanting to change into. Where do you want to place your energy? And that is the thing that you want to so so you want to believe in yourself. What does it look like for you to believe in self? What does it look like to believe in self? Feel like to believe in self. And if, you, if, if your answer is you don't know, then I'm here to tell you that that's the wrong answer. Sorry, guys. That's the wrong bloody answer. That, no, no. No, 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 no. You know. So again, to believe in self, what does that look like to you? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What does it taste like? What does it smell like? To believe in you. What does it feel like? What does it really feel like? Okay? You don't know? Tell me what it feels like not to believe in self. Tell me what it feels like not to believe in self. Write it down. Not to believe in self. What? Tell me all, all the horrors that have happened to you. All the things that you, you, you haven't wanted to happen that have happened to you. All the things that you don't want, that is non-belief in self. So again, what does it feel like to believe in self? What, what, what does it feel like? And use your imagination. What does it feel like to be standing in the center of your new home, looking around? Go up to the wall and touch the wall. What, 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 what's the texture of the wall? What does it feel like? Stand under the AC and feel, feel the air touching you, gently brushing you on the top of your head. Feel it. Go up and touch your, I don't know, I, I think the other day I was in, in um, uh, Sam's Club. And I saw this TV. I want to say it was like 75 inch. I was like, size of my wall. That's like six foot or something. That's size of my wall. That's huge TV. Go up and touch that 75 inch or 72 inch um, uh, TV screen. Touch it. What's it feel like? Is it plastic? Is it glass? What does it feel like? And I'm not talking about seeing yourself doing this. I'm talking about doing it. I'm talking about doing it. So what do you want? What are you wanting for you in this moment? What are you wanting for you? And if it's not to have another experience of how did I get here? Why is it that every month I'm 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 always scrapping and I'm always 
I'm always stressed. Am I going to have enough to pay my bills? Yada, yada, yada. Oh, my God, the kids' birthday's coming up, babes. What are we going to do? Blah, 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 blah. I really want to be able to, um, you know, help my, help my son. Um, he's getting his first car. I want to be able to... But I never had the money. No, because you don't believe it. You don't believe that you ever will. You don't believe that you're worth it. You don't believe that you're worth it. And I know a lot of people are offended. People have been offended. And they're offended. The only way they can be offended is because there's truth there. If there wasn't truth there, they wouldn't be offended. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even apply to them. You know, oh, this doesn't apply to me. But when they can get offended, it's because they have seen something and there's truth to it. You see, understanding this is crucial for me, for you, for us, to use our abilities consciously to manifest what we want. Now, don't confuse that with a lot of people think that manifestation is, um, oh, uh, guys, belief. How, how long? I've got six minutes. Belief and how do you change it? How do you change that? I, I want to change it. Right. Um, don't confuse um, the timing for your manifestation with your ability to manifest is what I wanted to say. Many people, many people feel that, you know, if they, um, and they do all the stuff, they're meant to have it now. Sometimes, and more often than not, it's not designed that way. At the end of the day, a baby takes, nine months or 40 weeks or whatever they do however they do it these days the baby takes on average nine months you know plants you you, you bury a seed it takes time for it to grow it it's just not overnight like that that's not how that works it doesn't work like that okay guys it doesn't work like that so don't confuse your ability to manifest with timing timing is everything Timing is everything. Timing is building blocks for your choices. And choices are the building blocks of your life. So let me backtrack before I wind up here. You are living the life that you believe. Whether you're giving lip service or something else, you're living the life that you believe. Bottom line. Okay? It just is. It just is. No, don't, don't try to fight it. It, it just is. Can you change your belief? Yes, you can. How do you change your belief? One, as I said before, you need to know what it is that you want. You need to know what it is that you want to change your belief to. That's paramount. And then you need to choose it. And then you need to do the work. This is what prayer is about, guys. This is what meditation, prayer, and visualization is truly all about. It's about being able to Anchor yourself to a new belief where it becomes your belief. And that's what it's about. Your prayer, meditation, visualization, affirmation, they are all designed to change your intrinsic belief so you can push that button and say yes to the universal creator within you, to the source from which you have come, you can say, this do that consciously and not unconsciously. Not live your life in a way of, 
live service, not live the shadow life, not live behind, behind the mask. So how did I get here? Wow, how did I get to this point in my life? Through the choices that you've made. And not only that, through the true beliefs that you have about self. As you look at your macrosphere, you see your true belief of self shining back at you in all its glory. Whether you have money or not. You see, belief doesn't care. All belief is, the universal law of belief is, is there to do your bidding and say, yes, this is what she wants or he wants. So guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up. There's always, there is always something you can do. Recognize that your affirmations, your visualization, your prayers, your meditation can all be used for you to change your belief system. You can't affirm for something if you aren't really believing it. That's, a, that's empty words. If you're affirming and you're affirming for money, but you believe that you are going to be broke all your life, it's not going to work. Your intrinsic belief will, 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 will hold you to that. But if you believe that you are worthy of having money, and then you put the amount, and that's what you work on, that's what will happen for you. So, guys, thank you for tuning in with me today. You've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. You can find me at the Laws of Attraction in Action, the Laws of Attraction in Action.com, and of course, the Laws of Attraction in Action, the Facebook group. You can download from the Facebook group the Contrast and Parallel. PDF that I was speaking about and that PDF you can definitely use to get clarity on what you want in your life on that note guys uh, to my sister happy birthday darling love you to you guys love you I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn we're going to go out with Bob Marley um, who the cat fit until next time guys have a wonderful wonderful week peace man to man is so unjust children yeah don't know who to trust your worst